the Conscious Cafe. This podcast is designed to wake you up, blending old soul knowledge with new age intellect. I'm Izzy, your host, and I hope you enjoy this week's blend. It's time to wake up. Are you ready? Hello, hello, my friends, and welcome back to episode three of The Conscious Cafe. This week's episode is going to be a light roast blend of consciousness, alignment, and spirituality. We're going to cover what alignment is, five different ways of thinking about it, and finally, why it's so important in the first place. So if you're ready, let's get started. Alignment is something that I've been talking about a lot more frequently on the blog, on the Facebook group, and even over on Instagram. Alignment came into my own spiritual journey a few years ago, and if you follow Abraham Hicks, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Abraham Hicks teaches about living in alignment and living out of your vortex, but a lot of times when we talk about things like feeling good or living in flow or things like that, we're actually speaking about alignment. So I wanted to do an experiment. So I went on the Facebook group and on Instagram and I asked you guys what the word alignment means to you. And most of you replied something along the lines of standing straight, being upright, being in a vertical position, right? Only one person mentioned a word that I was thinking of, flow. When I talk about being in alignment, I'm not talking about spinal alignment or standing upright or being in a vertical position, although those are all valid and really good answers. I'm talking about being in alignment with yourself, So let's backtrack a little bit. When I first started my spiritual journey, I came to it through the law of attraction and energy point of view. I came into it learning about how our thoughts create our emotions and our emotions create our vibration. And so if we want good things to come to us, we have to be in that good emotional vibrational state ourselves. So for me, alignment has been part of my journey all along the way, but I'm only now deep diving into what is alignment, why is it so important, and how can we apply this principle in our daily lives? So as I explore human consciousness and development, the concept of alignment bubbles up in many different ways. But while Abraham Hicks and many other teachers would describe alignment as feeling quote-unquote good, it's so much more than that. And I've also found that for myself, I had a lot of subconscious blocks around feeling good and why I wasn't worthy of it or how it was quote-unquote bad to feel good, right? And I think a lot of people have these subconscious beliefs and these barriers that they run up against when someone tells them, oh, all you need to do is just be happy, right? So there is so much more to alignment than just feeling good. So what I want to do today is kind of go over six different ways that you can think about alignment and think about how to start applying it in your daily life. And then, of course, we'll wrap it all up with why is this important in the first place? I promise there is a why, there is a how, but first we're going to go over the what. So 
broadly speaking, what is alignment? Simply put, alignment is just being aligned with yourself. Now, that sounds a lot more difficult and confusing than it actually is. So when you look at alignment in the dictionary, it's actually defined as an arrangement in a straight line or in correct or appropriate relative positions, right? So using this definition, what I want you to think about right now is the shape of a cross. And this doesn't have to be a religious cross. You can even think of a plus sign if you want to. But what I really want you to picture is the horizontal axis of the cross, that sideways beam that sits in the middle. I want you to think of that line as representing time. And then I want you to picture that on one end of this horizontal axis is the past. Everything that's happened before the point that you are right now. And then on the other end, I want you to imagine the future, everything that our egos like to worry about what could happen and how it's going to happen and what if, right? Then I want you to imagine that the middle of that horizontal post is the present, the here and now moment that we are all currently living in. Now, I want you to think about that straight up and down post as you in your physical body, with your spiritual self living right now in the present moment, right? Because your you, as the straight line, is oriented right up and down in the middle of the horizontal axis. So if you're into physics and things like that, you'll know about center of gravity and things like that. So your center of gravity is pivoted and centered on the middle of the horizontal axis, which is time. So This may sound confusing, but just think of it this way. Horizontal line is time. Vertical line is you. When you, as the vertical line, are straight up and down at a perpendicular angle on the cross, you are living in the present moment. When you are tilted one way or the other in a not perpendicular position or not straight up and down, then you're living in the past or you're living in the future. So what that means when we really look at it is that when we live in the present, when we're straight up and down as the vertical line of the cross, we're living in alignment with ourselves. We are so fully in the here and now that we have been able to release any mental worrying about what's going to happen next, so leaning into the future, and we're also able... (laughs) to let go of any regret about the past or leaning backwards. So when we're fully upright, not only are we present in the here and now, but we're also more capable of connecting to ourselves, of being fully present both in time and in who we are as a person. So this, being straight up and down, is one way to think about alignment. And I think it's the best way to imagine it when we're starting off. We are all told all the time, (laughs) especially in the spiritual community, about how important it is to stay in the moment, be in the here and now, don't worry about the future, you know, just chill, man, right? (laughs) Everybody gets told this. And It's like, yeah, okay, great, be in the future, be here now, got it, we only ever have the present, blah, 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 right? So we think about this and we're like, that's all great, but how do we do that? And alignment is the way. 
And not only is it the way to being in the present, it is being in the present. So in trying to find alignment, you are trying to keep you as the vertical stick of the cross, straight, centered, grounded, steady, right? When you are straight up and down, you're able to connect up to the divine and root down into the ground, right? You are also here in this present moment. You aren't held back by the past or leaning into the future. So as we start to look over these five different perspectives of what alignment could mean for you, I want you to always keep in mind that cross, right? We're told to stay in the present. So what we're doing when we're staying in the present is we are standing upright, like some of you said when I asked what alignment means to you. We're standing upright in the here and now, in the present moment, as who we are in the present moment, honoring who we are, where we are, what we want, how we feel here and now. We'll get into that more in a couple of points, but just keep that in mind. Now, that being said, that's a lot easier said than done, right? Just stay in the present, man. It'll all work out. (laughs) No. So today we're going to talk about five different ways that you can think about alignment and hopefully find a way that hits home. Because the good news is there's more than one way to bake a cake, right? (laughs) So the first thing that we're going to talk about is what I like to call reconnecting the wires. Now, if you follow the blog, which you can follow over at collectivelyquantum.com, like quantum physics, a few weeks ago, I shared a post that I called reconnecting the wires. And in this post, I shared a topic that has come up on the blog a few times, but I really went deep into it in this post. And I shared that when I think of my being, the me that is housed within my physical body, I think of three separate entities. Not like three separate people, but three energetic resonances that combine to make up me as I know myself today. So let's kind of go over these. There's your ego or your mind, right? And your mind is the place where you think about things, right? We all know what our mind is. Then you have your soul or your intuition. And this is the part of you that is connected with the divine, the part of you that resonates at that higher frequency, the part of you that is connected to all that is. And then finally, you have you. You are the observer of both mind and soul. You are able to sense and connect with your mind and you're able to sense and connect with your soul. So when I think of this, I like to think of my mind as obviously up in my head and then my soul resides somewhere around my belly. So for me, when I think of mind, soul, self, I think mind is an energy field or source in my head soul is an energy field or source in my torso. And then there's me. And I like to imagine myself as a spark, a spark of light that resides in the middle of my chest around my heart area. And this spark actually comes from when you were conceived, when a human is conceived, there has actually been scientifically proven to be a spark of light. And so to make this a really powerful visualization 
I like to imagine that that spark marks the uniting of our minds, our egos, and our souls. And so when we are in this lifetime, we are the spark. And I actually have a guided meditation up on the blog based on this principle of you are the spark, which I'll leave in the show notes below. But when we think of ourselves as the spark, it's like there are two wires. There's one wire connecting us as the spark up to our egos, and there's one wire connecting us as the spark down to our souls. And when these wires are straight and connecting both ways, when I'm both connected to my mind and connected to my soul, that's when I'm in alignment. When I'm really understanding how to connect with my mind and be open to its feedback, and also how to connect with my soul and be open to its feedback. When the wires are connected in this way, it's like there's a straight channel from you to the other two energetic parts that make up your being, right? And so it's like energy can flow through your mind and energy can flow up through your soul, and you're getting both types of feedback. You're getting the feedback that resonates more at the resonance of the world, right? You're getting the feedback from your mind, which helps you to operate and navigate your day-to-day life. But then you're also getting feedback from your soul that helps you to navigate those big picture things, that helps you to be spiritually aware and spiritually sound. So way number one of looking at alignment is being in connection with both your mind and your soul, having those wires be connected. And so the first thing you can do to get into alignment is to do this meditation that I have. And if you guys want me to do an audio version, a guided meditation to post on the podcast of You Are the Spark, let me know and I'd be happy to do that. But you can go into the blog, which again, I'll link in the show notes, and do this You Are the Spark meditation. Imagine yourself as the spark situated in your heart center with a wire connecting it up to the mind and a wire connecting it down to the soul. And just sit with that. See if you can notice if your wires are connected or disconnected. Are they forming a straight channel or are they skewed off to the side? Just notice what's going on there and see if you can eventually bring them back into alignment with each other, into that vertical upright position of being centered and open to the energy that's flowing and see how that feels. So that's alignment number one. Now we're going to look at alignment number two, which is living your values. Living from your values isn't something I've shared about on here before, but it's going to be something I'm talking about a lot. I recently went on a trip to the beach for spring break, and I just had this amazing revelatory experience about the power of our values. Because I think when you're in the spiritual community, there's a lot of resistance to quote-unquote defining yourself, right? You don't want to put yourself in the box. You don't want to label things. And so for a long time, I resisted the idea of defining my values and setting intentions based on my values because I thought that knowing what my values were and setting intentions for my life based on those values was just limiting myself. And then I went on this trip and I ended up realizing that not only do your values not limit you, they actually help you to transcend yourself. 
So while I was on this trip, I was speaking with my intuition, which is something we will cover in the next episode of The Conscious Cafe, so keep that one on hold for a little while. But I was speaking with my intuition, and I was wondering how to transcend, essentially, how to reach enlightenment, or, you know, what's the ultimate goal, basically, right? And I heard, in order to transcend, you must first fully embody. And it just hit me that that is one of the reasons that so many people struggle to move up the emotional scale, one of the reasons that people feel stuck, one of the reasons, especially in the spiritual community, that a lot of us feel lost is because we are missing that essential part of transcendence. We're missing fully embodying ourselves, right? Because you can't step out of a box if you don't know the box is there. And so for me on my own personal journey, I have spent so much time trying to just get rid of the box before I even knew what the box was, right? And I was even viewing it in a negative light, like there shouldn't be a box. But the thing is, if there wasn't a box, there wouldn't be a you, If you didn't have a personality, you wouldn't be you. And if you didn't have a personality, you wouldn't have values. And if you don't have values, how do you know how to make choices? How do you know what's right for you, right? I started asking myself all of these really important questions. And what I eventually came to is that really understanding ourselves through our values opens doors to a whole new way of life. When we know our values, we can understand our priorities. And when we prioritize the things that we truly value, our life begins to look a whole lot like it does in our wildest dreams. And once we start to live with intention from these values, when we start to fully embody ourselves in a way that we can say, I know who I am, I know what I want, these are my top values and I dedicate every day to living by them. When we are able to fully embody and know ourselves in this way, that is the moment that we can start to transcend, that we can start to release the box. But we first have to know who we are now in this here now moment in order to move beyond. And that's a crucial step that I know I was missing and I believe a lot of people are too. And this isn't to say that you're going to Define your values, and then you're just going to leave them on the curb, right? Values are something that stay with you for your life. They are the frame that helps you to know yourself, right? You can look in a mirror and see your outside self, but without this kind of deep internal investigation, we don't have a way of looking at our inner selves. We don't have a way of looking at who we truly are, and so that's where values comes in. Living life in alignment with your values means committing every day to live life the way you feel it should be lived. It means to honor your values in every moment and use them in all of your decisions and actions. Living in accordance with your values really means living in alignment with yourself because your values are a part of you. And the more you understand yourself, the more you're able to live a quote-unquote aligned life a life that resonates with who you are and what you want. So living in alignment can mean living in accordance with your values, living a life that reflects who you truly are at your core. Discovering what your values are is 
actually the tricky part. And we're going to come back to that at a later episode because now that I've discovered the power of values in my own life, I really want to share it with you guys and help you to understand how knowing your values and knowing yourself in that way can help to lift you up, can help to empower you to be the person that you always knew you were able to be, right? So even with that said, I encourage you all to try. Spend some time journaling about what you think your values are and trying to narrow it down to five, your top five values. And what your values are and knowing how you can live in alignment with them is going to create a huge shift for you. So take the time to sit down and just think to yourself, what are my values? What do I value? Right? So for me, it's security, connection, integrity, growth, and joy. Those are my top five values. And like I said, I'll be sharing more about how I found those values and how you can find your values too in another episode. But for now, alignment number two, living your values, knowing yourself, knowing who you are, and living that person to the fullest in every moment, setting intentions based on your values and living your life in accordance with them. That is alignment, living life aligned with you. Now, alignment number three. At the beginning of this episode, I explained that alignment can mean feeling good. A lot of us, including myself, may have some limiting beliefs around feeling good, right? Sometimes it feels selfish or sometimes it feels like we aren't worth it or, you know, even sometimes it feels like we don't have time to feel good. Whatever your limiting belief is, or even if you don't have one, I want to share a different way of feeling good, looking at feeling good. So we know that everything around us is made up of energy, right? And if you're skeptical, hear me out for a second. We know that the building blocks of life are atoms. Atoms are made up of protons, neutrons, and electrons. What are protons and electrons? Electrical charges, and therefore, energy. So, chemistry, at its basic level, and then moving into physics and quantum physics, has done a really beautiful job of proving that everything around us is made of energy. We also know that everything, including our organs, thoughts, emotions, words, everything, has a unique vibration. This is how the ancient Chinese culture was able to identify which emotion was trapped in which organ. And we've even now proven that every organ in the body has its own unique vibration. And Dr. Masaru Emoto, with his work with water crystals, has shown that even our intentions, thoughts, and emotions have their own energetic signature, right? So using this concept of vibration, David Hawkins, a PhD, created an emotional scale that lists emotions in order of ascending emotional frequency. I know that Abraham Hicks also created a similar emotional scale, and you can read it either in Dr. David Hawkins' book, Power vs. Force, or I believe if you just Google Abraham Hicks' emotional scale, um, it'll pop up for you. But essentially, the idea behind it is that there are quote-unquote lower vibrations on the scale, like depression, fear, doubt, anger. 
these emotions don't pack as much of a vibrational punch as emotions like joy, love, peace, right? We've all had the experience of feeling sad or maybe you've even been depressed and there is no energy in that state. You are completely numb. There's nothing there, right? And then contrast that with feeling joy and how much gratitude and energy and excitement there is in feeling joy, right? So there's a big difference. And so when you put these on an emotional scale, it's not to say that the lower emotions are quote-unquote bad. They just aren't as energetically productive as the higher emotions. So on this scale, if you think about enlightenment, love, joy, peace, being one with the divine, right, at the top of the spectrum, you can see how happiness, joy, peace, love will bring us closer to what many people call enlightenment or oneness with all that is, you know, unity with the divine. And you can also see how emotions like anger, depression, and fear create more of a separation. They bring us farther down the emotional scale. So if the divine or the creator or the universe if whatever term you use, insert it here, right? This isn't a one-size-fits-one religion kind of thing, right? This is a one-size-fits-all scenario. So whatever word you choose to use to express your connection with the divine, use it here. But we know that the divine created all that is, right? The divine is the highest frequency, the purest frequency. It is that pure love light energy, And we are all here on earth trying to reach that love, light, positive energy to become one with the divine. So when we look at this scale, alignment means aligning yourself as much as possible in the present moment to the vibration of the divine. Alignment means attaining the highest possible emotional state you can in this moment. So that may mean that if you're depressed, and the highest emotional state you can get to that day is anger, that's okay. Because anger is higher on the emotional scale. It packs more of a vibrational punch than an emotion like depression where there's no energy. And any increase you can find in your energy, any uptick on that emotional scale that you can play will bring you closer and closer and closer and closer to resonating at the divine frequency, to being enlightened, to feeling that love light energy permeating your being at all times. And so some days that may mean that you just go from depression to anger and that's okay. That is a beautiful transition to make. Any teeny tiny increase in your energy that you can make will have a beautiful and profound impact on your life. But you also know that, especially if you follow the law of attraction, you know that when you feel good, your life reflects those good things back to you, right? This is where the concept of you create your own reality comes from, you know? And even if you look at this from a neurological perspective, you have a system in your brain called your reticular activating system. And it's the system that, for example, if you buy a black Jetta and all of a sudden you see black Jettas everywhere on the road, this is the function of your reticular activating system. It picks up on what you have and it tries to show you everything in the world that's like that thing that you have. And so this is why when you're having a really crappy day, right, everything seems to escalate and you seem to get more and more crappy emotions and more and more crappy situations in your life, right? 
you can look at it from the law of attraction perspective that says your vibration gives you more of that vibration. Or you can look at it from a neurological perspective that says your reticular activating system is going to work to increase those not so good things that you're experiencing because it's seeking coherence. And the neurological implications of all this is something that, again, we'll get into in a future episode. Can you tell I'm excited for this show? And then I have like 20 episodes planned out. (laughs) Anyway, so another way of looking at alignment is being in the highest emotional state you can be so that you can be both aligned with the divine, with that enlightenment, with the highest stage on the emotional frequency scale and also so that you can be open to living a life that matches your high vibrations does that make sense so really alignment is feeling good but not for selfish reasons right alignment is when you can be open to the energy of all that is when you can resonate in love and light and be able to share that energy with others so not only is it not selfish It's going to open you up to the divine and it's going to give you a whole new level of energy and a whole new quality of energy to share with the people around you. So yes, you can think of alignment as feeling good, but it may be more productive to think of it as a high vibration, vibrating at the highest state you can that day in that moment and having compassion for yourself wherever you are. Because again, even in that, Compassion is going to be higher up on the scale than anger, right? So try and think of it that way and see if maybe that helps to quell some of your subconscious limiting beliefs around feeling good. Alignment is being in the highest emotional state that you can be in this moment so that you can be both aligned with the divine and open to living a life that matches your high vibrations. So now moving into number four connection to your intuition. We have all experienced intuitive knowings, right? We call these things gut feelings, times when we thought about someone and then they called, or we thought something bad was going to happen and then it did, you know, these gut feelings that we have. And we tend to just brush those off as, man, I had a gut feeling about that. I should have listened. And we have sayings like, go with your gut and things like that. But I believe there's more to it. We kind of touched on this in previous perspectives, but kind of taking a step back to perspective number one, when we talked about how there's your ego, your soul, and yourself, and your soul is the part of you that resonates at the divine frequency, right? We all have a part of ourselves that is connected to the divine, a part of ourselves that resonates at the frequency of all that is. If you use the term God or source or universe or anything else, put it here. If we are all created from or manifested by a divine source, then it stands to reason that part of us must be one with that divine source. Enter your intuition, or what I sometimes call your inner being or inner voice. So for a lot of people, they find that their intuition or their inner voice resides in their gut, which makes a lot of sense if you look at neurological teachings now or scientific studies that are showing that the gut basically functions like a quote-unquote second brain. So we basically 
actually do have gut feelings. There's an actuality behind that that's now being supported by science. But moving past science, the reality of gut feelings makes a lot of sense when you look at ancient teachings. So in Hinduism, that's where the chakras come from. And the sacral chakra is said to represent life and creation. This is where a woman's womb is, right? The sacral chakra is said to hold the waters of life and is the equivalent of the holy mother or divine feminine creator. So when we look at the sacral chakra and we look at the feelings of creativity that are manifested there and how the sacral chakra is the center of manifestation, it is the center of creation, and even in women in their physical bodies, this is where the womb is, so it is actually the center of creation because this is where humans are created. But even moving past that, in Reiki, there's a major energy center. It's either the first or the third, and I always get it mixed up. But there's an energy center down by your belly button, approximately in the same area as the sacral chakra from Hinduism, called the Dantian. And the Dantian, translated to English, means sea of ki, and it represents the area where new energy is created by and flows into your body. So it's basically like this big swirling mass of energy that is supplying and created by your body. Japanese culture also knows it as the hara, right? And I believe there is a sea of ki in traditional Chinese medicine as well. So essentially... The importance of your gut has been spoken about for thousands of years. But what does that mean for us, right? It means that we all have access to divine intuition. The sacral chakra, the dantian, the hara, and now what we know as our gut all represent the point where we connect with creation, the point where we ourselves become creators. For me, I visualize what looks like a bridge with me on one end and the divine on the other and the intuition or the inner being or the inner voice or the gut or whatever you want to call it is the bridge connecting you to all that is and because your intuition which is the word that I'm going to use resonates at the divine frequency because remember it's the point where you as your physical human now connect with the divine It's the point where you meet. It's the bridge between the two, so it both resonates with you so that you can connect to it, and it resonates with the divine frequency. So because the intuition comes from the divine, it is your connection to the divine, to the creator. Because it resonates at this frequency, your intuition will always, always exist at the level of the solution for all problems, at the level of joy in all situations, and at the level of peace over all worries, right? So Einstein talked about how a problem cannot be solved at the level of consciousness in which it was created. So this means that in order to solve our problems, in order to move past our worries and our fears and our doubts and our anger and our sadness and all of these problems that inundate our lives, we have to be able to view them from a different level of consciousness than it was created in. And this is why so many people have success with talk therapy because you're talking to someone who's outside of the situation, who isn't at the level of consciousness that the problem was created. And so, 
What if I told you that you have the ability to do this for yourself, that within you, in your gut, in your hara, in your sacral chakra, in your dantian, in your intuition, you have a voice that always has the solution to your problems. You have the voice that resonates at the frequency of truth, of love, and of light within you, ready to help you with your problems, ready to answer your questions, ready to answer you from the vibration of a solution, from a higher level of consciousness than the problem that you are currently living. When we connect to this intuition, we are called towards our highest selves, our most effective way of life. Now, don't worry if this is confusing because as you can probably tell, this is something that I am really passionate about. So we're going to have a whole blog post and a whole podcast dedicated to this topic of inner voice communication, how to connect with your inner voice, how to connect with your intuition. So that will be coming next week. So again, put a pin in that. We're coming back to it. But for now, just know that following your intuition following those gut feelings that you have and dedicating yourself to trusting its wisdom is one way to get into alignment. Because when you're listening to your intuition, what you're really doing is listening to the part of yourself that resonates in love and in light and in truth. You're listening to the part of yourself that is connected to the divine and so therefore you are listening to the part of yourself that knows all that is. And again, this may sound confusing, this may sound overwhelming, it may even sound impossible, but I have so many experiences from my own life that show how important inner voice communication is, and we'll be covering all of those next week. So stay tuned for that. (laughs) But for now, just think about this. When you listen to those inner voice feelings, when you listen to the feeling that someone's about to call or that you should go do this or maybe you should go back home and and check and make sure that you really did turn the stove off. All of these little tiny things, they seem so insignificant. But when we really start to lean in to that voice, when we start to trust what it's telling us, it begins to open up and speak to us more and more and more until we can live an intuitive life until we can connect with our intuition and therefore with the divine part of ourselves around the clock. It's almost like living, like they say in the Bible, pray without ceasing. When you are connected to your intuition, you are connected to the divine. When you are listening to its wisdom, you are having faith that everything will work out. When you are constantly asking your inner voice, the one that exists at the level of solution, of peace, of love, of joy, when you're constantly asking that voice what to do next and next and next, you are living a life of prayer. And when you finally connect with that intuition, that's when you're aligned. When you have the alignment to connect with that voice, then you are living as your highest self. Then you are living as the divine that lives in you. Again, we'll cover that next week, but just chew on that. How often have you heard from your inner voice and how often do you actually listen to it? Remember, hearing something and listening to something is very, very different. We all have gut feelings 24-7, but most of us have learned how to block them out. And so I want you to start focusing on how to tune into them instead of blocking them out.
So, moving on from that, final way of looking at alignment that I'm going to be sharing with you today. Of course, there are many more ways to look at it than this, but I think these five, six if you count the cross perspective, I think these five are really important when you're first starting out in understanding why alignment is important for you and giving you a few different ways of looking at it that may be able to help you get in tune with it more to live in alignment with yourself. So, alignment number five, being a clear channel. Reiki teaches us as practitioners how to be clear channels so that the divine energy can flow through us. If you listened to last week's podcast, you heard my analogy about being a straw. If you haven't heard last week's podcast, go check it out. I'll leave the link in the show notes. But essentially, being a clear channel is like being a straw. So imagine that you have a glass of water and you want to drink it with a straw. You don't want to use a dirty straw, right? No, you want a clean straw. Being a clear channel is the same way. You don't want your own emotional and spiritual dirt getting in the way of the divine energy that's flowing through you, right? And we know that we have divine energy flowing through us because that's what keeps us alive. If you're listening to this podcast, I'm assuming that you are far enough on the woo-woo scale (laughs) to believe in the divine energy that's flowing through all of us. But if you aren't a Reiki practitioner, you can think of the chakras, right? So when our chakras are all balanced, when the wheels are turning in the right way, when the energy is able to flow from one chakra to the next, to the next, to the next, energy can flow freely through us from the divine down to the earth and back again. This clarity grounds and centers us while also opening us up to inspiration and creativity. So when we think of alignment in this way, we can see that it means being a clear channel that energy can flow through. This energy might take the form of inspiration or creativity or healing or nature or anything else. But alignment is the ability to be clear, to live as the clean straw, not the dirty one. So we could say that when we're in alignment, we're open to the energy that's coming our way both from the earth and from the divine, having that dual flow of energy through you, being able to connect with the energy of the earth and connect with the energy of the divine. But it doesn't do you a whole lot of good to connect to either of these energy sources if that energy can't flow through you, if it gets stuck, if the energy gets stuck in your feet or in your head or in your heart or in your knee, wherever the energy is getting stuck, wherever it can't flow, That energy is no longer serving you because now it's just going to sit and stagnate in your body. And a lot of times that's where we get physical pain and discomfort is energy that has been trapped in some way. And so when we live in quote unquote alignment, it's like our chakras are all balanced and clear. Like there are clear channels flowing through us. If you follow traditional Chinese medicine or you do things like acupuncture or acupressure and you know about the meridians, you can think of those, these clear channels that are open all throughout our body that allow energy to flow through us because it's not the energy itself that keeps us healthy. The energy itself keeps us alive, but it is the flow of this energy, the constant movement in and out and around and through of this energy in your body that keeps you healthy. So it's the difference between surviving and thriving, between being alive and living, right? 
In order to be fully living, fully healthy, fully aligned, we need to be open and clear channels. We need to be the clear straw, not the dirty one. So we could say that alignment occurs when you've cleared out your own spiritual gunk, or what I call spiritual and emotional dust. Allowing yourself to be who you are, here and now, centered and open, ready for the energy to flow through you. When you are in a place where, again, going back to that cross, if you imagine that that vertical line of the cross is a hollow tube full of water, when you lean into the future, the water's going to spill out. When you lean into the past, the water's going to spill out. But when you're straight up and down, the water can both evaporate up into the sky and soak down into the earth and be refilled by the rain right? So when we are straight up and down in this present moment, when we are the clear channel for energy to flow through us, that's when we feel inspired. That's when we feel motivated. That's when we feel like we are truly living because we are connected to the energy of the earth and the divine and all that is. And not only are we connected, but we are allowing it to flow through us. And that's part of why alignment is so important, right? It's the difference between being alive and truly living. So alignment is when, you know, if you're a Reiki practitioner, when you're being a clear channel. Alignment is when, if you follow the chakras, when all of your chakras are balanced as much as they can be in that moment, right? This is the important thing about alignment is that it is always based on where you are in this moment, Your alignment tomorrow is not going to look like your alignment today. You have to be able to meet yourself where you are, here and now, in order to find your highest alignment of the day. Whether that means being the farthest up the emotional scale you can be, or whether that just means being as present as you can be, or maybe working on that one chakra that's feeling blocked so that the energy can flow through you. You have to meet yourself where you are, here and now to find your alignment for that moment and this moment and this moment and this moment not yesterday's moment not tomorrow's moment this moment here and now so why is this important why is it important to live an aligned life I've kind of hinted at it throughout this entire podcast, which, by the way, if you are still here, thank you so much. I appreciate you so much, so, so much. Thank you for being here. But so far, we've looked at alignment as reconnecting the wires. When you are the spark in your heart and you are connected to the energy of your ego and you are connected to the energy of your soul and you have those two wires connecting you up and down. We've looked at alignment as living your values and setting intentions based on these values so that you can fully embody who you are and live the way that you believe life should be lived. We've talked about alignment as having a high vibration, working your way up the emotional scale so that you are coming closer to the divine and also so that you can be open to living a life that matches those high vibrations. We've also talked about alignment as connecting to your intuition, that part of yourself that is connected to the divine, that exists at the level of all the solutions. And then finally, we talked about alignment as being a clear channel, allowing energy to flow through you. 
And I don't know if you noticed, but all of these things have three main themes that they all have in common. So when we look at all these different perspectives of alignment, three main themes emerge. Being centered in the here and now moment is the first one. Being present where you are here and now and now and now and now in this moment. Being present. The second theme is fully embodying yourself and feeling good while you do it. So this theme is kind of twofold, right? First, you have to, like my inner voice said that day, fully embody yourself before you can transcend. And to me, what this means is that if you look at yourself and then you look at the emotional scale, you first have to meet yourself where you are in order to transcend up that emotional scale to get closer to the divine, to get closer to love and light. I get so excited about this because it is such a beautiful explanation. You have to embody before you can transcend. You have to know who you are and where you are and what you want in this moment. You have to fully embody the person that you are here and now before you can start to move up the emotional scale, before you can start to meet the divine, before you can start to attain unity with love and light. And so, Knowing who you are in this moment means meeting yourself where you are if you're depressed. It means having compassion for yourself if you're not feeling the way that you want to feel or if your life's not going the way you want it to go. It means knowing yourself fully by identifying your values and choosing to live by them every day. It means knowing who you are, how you're feeling, what you want, what you value, what your priorities are, where you want to go. Who are you in this moment? And then making the conscious choice to fully step into that person, whoever they are, wherever they are, whatever emotion they are feeling, choosing to fully embody yourself as you, not as other people want you to be, not as you think you should be, but as you are here in this now moment and feeling good while doing it. Feeling that compassion for yourself when your emotional state is lower than you think it quote-unquote should be. Feeling compassion for yourself when you're feeling frustrated. Feeling grateful when you feel amazing. Finding ways to do things the fun way, the happy way, the joyful way, the fun way. Fully embodying who you are and feeling good while doing it. And then the third common theme is connection with the divine, which we've talked about a lot, so I won't go into that very much here. But those three points summarize why finding alignment in your day-to-day life is so important. Not only does it help you to be more present, which everyone can benefit from, it also helps you to connect more deeply with yourself and with the divine. So when you look at these three principles, you can almost look at them like stepping stones. First, you must be in the present. First, you come in to the now moment. First, you find yourself aligned, standing upright as that vertical line of the cross, not leaning too far forward into the future or stuck too far back in the past. Standing upright in the here and now as that vertical line of the cross being present. Then, once you're present, you can acknowledge who you are in that present moment, how you're feeling, what you're thinking, where you are, what you want, who you are in the present moment. 
once you know who you are in that present moment, you can start working on feeling good, on working your way up that emotional scale, on finding compassion for yourself, if that's all you can do. If you are feeling depressed and you can't get anywhere other than feeling depressed, have compassion for you. Have compassion and mercy and grace on yourself for doing the best that you can, for being who you are, no matter where that is, whether you feel like you're exactly where you should be or whether you feel like you're miles away. Have compassion for yourself and be who you are so that you can start moving up that emotional scale. You can start feeling good where you are, whatever that looks like for you that day. And as you start to feel good, then you step into connection with the divine. Then you step into raising your vibration into that transcendental state, into a state of enlightenment, of love, of light, of peace, of joy into that feeling where you feel connected with all that is, where you feel inspired, where you feel creative and motivated and grateful and alive, right? So first you get present. Then you find out, who am I in this present moment? Then you start working your way up, feeling good as much as you can in that moment so that you can feel and emanate love and light to yourself and to those around you. Living in alignment means discovering every day, every moment, who you are now and now and now. Alignment means honoring who you are in that moment, no matter if it's different than who you were five seconds ago or if you might be different in an hour. Honoring who you are here and now in the present, which opens you up. Opens you up to what? opens you up to the divine. When you're open to all possibilities, both of yourself and of life, you are fully living in the present moment, completing that circle. So you're present, then you know who you are, then you start to feel good, then you connect with the divine, which brings you back to the present moment. When you are living in the present moment, you're available for connection with yourself, with others, with the divine, with life. When you are living in alignment, you are in line with your highest self, your truest self, the self that was created and the self that can create. When you live in alignment, you are on the right path. Alignment is something that I have been striving to cultivate in my own life, and it's going to be a recurring topic here on the show. But for now, I encourage you to sit with these perspectives for a while. Do they resonate with you? Do you want to learn more? Are you curious what happens when you live an aligned life? What happens when you live an aligned life is what I call a state of flow. And flow is what we'll be talking about in the episode after inner voice communication. But I actually want to share a really fun experience that I had with flow today from my own life. So you can kind of get a taste of what it looks like to truly be living aligned. So as you guys heard from the intro episode of the podcast, I'm currently a nursing student and that's a full-time job in and of itself. This semester I'm taking physiology, archaeology, some nursing classes, and statistics. So 
being in school is itself a full-time job. And then I also work. I have a job that I absolutely love. I'm a virtual assistant. Um, I do communications work and social media work and copywriting, copy editing. I'm designing a website for somebody. Just all kinds of really fun little things that I love to do and I'm so grateful that I get paid to do them. And then on top of that, I also run the blog, I run the podcast, and I run a couple groups on Facebook. So I have a pretty full plate, but I am so grateful that it's almost all things that I am head over heels in joy with, right? So today, I have a physiology exam, or had a physiology exam. And for reference, (laughs) every week in physiology, I have to... Mm, not have to, I choose to, listen to a two-hour lecture, read a approximately 100-page textbook, do two labs, a case study, and two quizzes. And you have five days to do all of that, right? And that's on top of all the other schoolwork. And this week, I have this exam, then I have an entire chapter for physiology due as well. I also have another exam later this week, all my usual homework. I have some deadlines coming up for work. I just have a lot going on today, and I woke up today feeling a little stressed about how I was going to get everything done. And so what I did is I, I woke up, and I acknowledged what I was feeling, and I sat with it, and I journaled, and I found compassion for myself where I was. And then I just said, you know, intuition, guide me through this. Show me what the most effective way to live today is going to be. Show me how to live in flow. And then I just went about my day. So I got up really early and I was having breakfast and I was reading this physiology chapter for the week and I had been reading for three hours and wasn't even a quarter of the way done yet. And I'm not a slow reader. So then I needed to go to the grocery store. So I paused what I was doing and I went to the grocery store and I came back. And right when I came back, I noticed I had 10 minutes until I had a business meeting for work. So I had just enough time to go to the bathroom, get some coffee, get settled, and jump on this business meeting. Now, the business meeting was originally supposed to run right up until my next class. So I was a little stressed about how I was going to have enough time to complete all my assignments, do this business meeting, and get to class on time. So I started the business meeting, and about 45 minutes in, we had gotten everything done that we needed to get done, and we're just going over some details when everybody's internet went out. And now this was a Zoom meeting, so of course we couldn't complete the meeting anymore, so we had to call it. This gave me an entire extra 45 minutes to finish my homework. So now I had all of the homework that I wanted to get done, done, and my next class hadn't even started yet. Now, I was still a little stressed because I knew I had an exam later in the afternoon as well as another business meeting that I needed to get to that was going to start right after my nursing class. So, you know, in my head, I'm starting to think, okay, that was fantastic that I got all of this stuff done. I'm really grateful and I'm going to keep living in flow and I'm going to trust that everything's going to work out, that all the work is going to get done and that it's going to be okay. Something I've been playing with lately is the concept of Einstein time, which if you've read The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks, you know what I'm talking about. If you haven't, check it out. It's an amazing book. But basically, it's the idea that you have exactly enough time to do everything you want. 
So this is something I've been playing with lately and I've been really leaning in to trusting my intuition and living this concept of Einstein time to see what happens. That being said, when I got into my next class, we got about 15 minutes in and then my teacher's internet went out and they canceled class. And so now I had an entire hour and a half extra that I didn't think I was going to have. And thankfully, I had gotten almost all of my homework done, but I was watching my young siblings while they were taking a nap while I was in this class. So while I was in the middle of this class, the twins were napping and Mind you, they're my twin siblings, not my twins, just to clarify. But I was watching them for my mom, and right when the school call ended, one of them woke up. Now, if they had woken up in the middle of class, I don't know what I would have done, because they were supposed to be sleeping, and there wasn't anybody here to help me with them. And I couldn't leave class, because you get points taken off for lack of attendance, but obviously I would have had to get them, because they were awake. So thankfully, right when my class ended, one of the twins woke up. And so I actually had the chance, because I had this whole extra 45 minutes I wasn't planning on having, I actually had the chance to sit with them and color and get a snack for 45 minutes, which I wouldn't have been able to do if I had class go on full time. I was expecting to not be able to eat today because I was so busy, and yet here I was, not only getting to connect with my little siblings, but also getting to have a snack and getting to color in the middle of the day. So that was an amazing experience. And then my mom came home so I could go back to doing homework and let go of watching the twins, and I knew it was time to start my physiology exam. Now, for reference, because of the way life has stacked up, I've had only about three hours to study for this exam. And again, this is something that's been intuition-led, and lately my intuition has been telling me to not study so much. If you know anything about me, you know that that's really difficult. I have a very strong type A personality. I want to have all my ducks in a row. My lists have lists, right? (laughs) So telling me not to study as much and to relax and trust has been really interesting to watch what the intuition's going to do with that. But I trusted it. I've been rolling with it. So I went to take my exam and I just let it go. I said, intuition, you brought me here. You gave me the three hours to study. Show me what we're working with. I ended up walking away from the exam with a 96, which if you aren't in the U.S., um, grading here is made by 100s, so 96 out of 100 is a really good score. And I was in awe of just the synchronicity of all of that, but it doesn't end there, right? So I get done with my exam, I have a 96. I am amazed at at the alignment that's going on right now and of how flowy all of that went. Then I go downstairs and I had another business meeting starting at 5.30 and my exam had ended at around 5 o'clock, almost exactly. So I had enough time to go downstairs and eat before my boss called me so I could step on the call with her. And right when I came downstairs, my family started playing a game, so I got to hop in on the game with them. So the point of this really long-winded story is this. I woke up this morning expecting to have a two-hour exam, about five hours of homework, three business meetings, and I had to watch the twins while I was in class. 
and I had class. <laughs> so I woke up this morning thinking, oh my gosh, how am I going to get all of this done? And instead of trying to mentally effort my way through it, I brought myself into alignment. I took the time to be in the present moment, to acknowledge where I was, to find a way to feel good in the present moment, and to flow in my connection with the divine through my intuition, to flow through what life, the way it was telling me to flow. And so I went from having an extremely packed schedule of the day to having the time to color for an hour with my little siblings and play a card game and eat (laughs) and get coffee and sit and even do this podcast. And so it's amazing what happens when you start to live in alignment because you start to see that the way you mentally plan your day, even if it seems like the most efficient when you're planning it out and you say, oh, I've got two hours to do this and then I'm going to do this and then I'm going to do this and then I'm going to do this and you have it all planned out down to a T, everything in the nice little boxes and all color coded and all the things, you start to realize that that amount of planning actually isn't the most efficient path. When you really start to live in alignment and you gain more access to that connection with the divine or connection with your intuition, you start to realize that there's a better path that your mind just can't see. Because like we talked about earlier, it's operating at the vibration of the problem. And so it may be as efficient as it possibly can be. And I am not saying that planning doesn't have a place. Like I said, my lists have lists. I love to plan. But what I'm saying is that our minds vibrate, resonate at the level of the quote-unquote problem. They resonate at the level of all the things we have to get done. They resonate at the level of needing to get this done now and now and now and shoulds and needs and all these things. Whereas the intuition operates at the level of the solution. It operates at the level of the most efficient path. It operates at the level of truth and it sees things that your mind can't see. So when you start to live in alignment and you start to be able to connect with your intuition, you start to see that your mind is not as efficient as you think it is. And so you start to have really amazing experiences. And today is just a really small example of what flow looks like, of what living life in alignment looks like. And we'll have many more of these in the coming episodes. But just know that there is a reason for living in alignment. Not only does it feel good, not only does it bring you into the present, not only will it help you to not be so stressed out and anxious all the time, and not only does it connect you with the divine, but it allows you to live a life that matches what you want your life to look like here and now. So, wrapping that all together in a nice, beautiful bow, basically, alignment means being in the present, fully embodying yourself, feeling connected to the divine and your intuition, and living life from that place. Alignment means being on the right path. Alignment is being aligned with yourself. So this week, what I want you to do as you wait for the episode next week about connecting with your inner voice is just think about what the word alignment means to you. Did one of these perspectives maybe hit home for you or did one really resonate? Were there a few that felt really good or anything that felt familiar, right? Anything that feels aligned with you is something that rings true for you. It resonates with you. 
That's what I mean by alignment. So when I asked on Facebook and when I asked on Instagram, I didn't mean standing upright. I didn't mean being in a vertical position, unless you look at the example of the cross. But what I meant was living in a way that resonates with you, living authentically, fully embodying yourself, and beginning the process of transcendence. Living aligned means living as your highest self, your truest self, your intuitive self. Living aligned is flying high, having high vibrations, living in the truth of who you are. That's what alignment means. So this week, I want you to think about how can I live in alignment? How can I be in alignment with myself here and now? Whether that's stepping on all the stepping stones from being present to connecting with the divine, or maybe that just means standing on the stone of being present and staying there for the day. Whatever you can do to get into alignment, I would love to hear about it. If you have any fun ways that you like to get into alignment, let me know. You can email me at isabel at collectivelyquantum.com or you can join the Facebook group over at Collectively Quantum. I believe it is called Collectively Quantum Exploring Consciousness and Spirituality. That's the name of the Facebook group. Or you can head over to the blog and leave a comment there. I hope all of this made sense. I hope it resonated. I hope it aligned with you. I hope that you understand now what I mean when I say alignment so that when we talk about it in future episodes and future posts, you know what I'm saying. Now, there will be a blog version of this podcast up on the blog, which again, I'll link down in the show notes. So if you are interested in that, go check it out and you can read it instead of listening to it. And be on the lookout for next week's podcast. We'll be talking about inner voice connection and how to communicate with your intuition and why it's important. And that'll be our lead up into the week after's episode of Living in Flow. So, like I said, I hope that made sense. I hope it resonated. And I hope you know, I hope you found a little inspiration, joy, and love in today's episode. Until next week, beautiful people. Thanks for listening. Thanks for coming to the Conscious Cafe. Come back next week for your consciousness refill or keep the vibes going by subscribing to the podcast, following the blog, or joining me on Instagram at Collectively Quantum. Find all the links in the show notes or head over to collectivelyquantum.com. Until next week, it's always a beautiful day at the Conscious Cafe.